Hi, Wednesday evening, our little health talk. We're on Chapter 5, The Equation of Health. Dr. Reams actually got an equation uh, that he uses, or did use while he was alive. We're reading his stu study book uh, used for students to learn the biological theory of ionization as applied to human nutrition. And we're going to study the equation of health today. And there's a little figure of um, that equation. There's the there's a number. Let's say just write this out if you want to look at it, see what it looks like. One point five, and that's your sugar level using a Brix meter and a few drops of urine. One point five. Then to to the right of that, put six point four zero and a line underneath of it, and underneath the line six point four zero. That is your urine pH over your saliva pH. To the right of that, do 6-7C. So between 6 and 7C, which is um, the amount of salts that are noticed in your urine using the proper equipment. Then to the right of that, 0.04M, which is particles of... Uh, undigested proteins or particles that are floating in, in the urine. You hold it up to the light and see 0.04 M and then three over three, which is the, um, see if I can remember this correctly, the nitrates, nitrites and the, hold on a second here. How to get the right word for that. But I don't know why I have a hard time remembering that specific thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to catch up, catch you up on that later when I actually get to it, because we're going to be talking about it. All right. CS stands for common sense, plus the equation for the ideal line of least resistance in the body. Chemistry equals a pH or perfect health. Common sense. Oh, sorry, my table is so squeaky. When the search first began for a method of evaluating the basic energy exchange, that takes place in body chemistry. Every fluid or substance excreted or given off by the body, sweat, tears, blood, fecal matter, urine, saliva, hair, fingernails, and earwax was analyzed quantitatively in the light of relative mathematics. The goal was to develop a workable way of evaluating and understanding the cause and effect relationship of health to body chemistry and disease to body chemistry. It took many years of study, experimentation, and laboratory evaluations with oscilloscopic equipment to develop simplified testing and easily used equipment procedures. It was finally found that all but the tests on two substances from the body gave redundant information. So the two substances that he used still uses or used today are urine and saliva. Continued work has produced the equation that you see in figure 5-1, which I just tried to describe to you. Over the past 40 to 50 years, the numbers have been checked and cross-checked one way or another. It was noted, noted turn on the page, that a person with numbers in certain ranges was found to be free from all symptoms of disease and enjoyed vigorous health. It was also found that those who had been miraculously healed had numbers within the perfect range. In addition, it was found that the further away from these ideal numbers that a person's chemistry drifted, the greater their degree of discomfort was. 
So through the years, experience has proven the formula to be amazingly accurate in determining the degree of wellness one might be experiencing. In order to really understand the greater ramifications of this equation, there must be a discussion of the electromagnetic information contained within the numbers. These numbers are far more than a simple earth, arithmetic, arithmetical, arith, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, arithmetic expression. The student must realize there is far more in this equation than appears on the surface. A number of years ago, the accompanying picture was handed to me with the question, what do you see? It's a picture where you can either see an old crone or a pretty young girl with a hat, right? So he, he's, um, he says, someone handed me this picture. What do you see? And as you look at the picture, try to remember to see everything you look at. That's what Dr. Reams used to say. It's been fascinating over the years that this illustration has been used to demonstrate the fact that not everyone sees the same thing when they look at the same thing. Some individuals see only the old lady, and they have the most difficult time seeing the young maiden. While the problem is just reversed in other persons, once you see both people in the picture, you will wonder why it was so difficult to see at first. The equation in figure 5.1 is very similar to this picture. There's far more to this equation than meets the eye. It's not just a series of numbers. It's a sequence of numbers that are interrelated in a most complex way. It will not be the purpose of this course to go into extreme levels of detail. All that is necessary is to gain enough insight into the workings of the equation to see how these numbers relate to each other and that they say something very specific. To give you that insight, there needs to be some introduction as to what the numbers mean beyond just referring to a quantity. Mathematics is a universal language, Dr. Reams used to say. If you cannot describe it in math, it doesn't exist. Numbers can be used to describe objects in many different ways. For example, numbers can describe shape, color, size, density, and so forth. Likewise, when the numbers of this equation are combined with other information like gender, age, height, weight, and race, a picture can be developed that will reveal potential as well as apparent symptomatology. So how can this be? First, it needs to be understood that this equation is just that, an equation. A change in one number, like any equation, is a change in all the numbers. Otherwise, there is no equation. Secondly, these numbers are a result of developing a simplified way to express very large combinations of numbers with small numbers. These small numbers express ratios of arrangements of mineral and body structure. There's a vast range of potentials. The number of potentials is so large itself it can only be expressed as a power because there would not be enough room to write the zeros. The number is 2600 to the 2600th power. That means the number 2600 multiplied times itself 2600 times. To say it another way, it would be a number with over 8800 zeros behind it. This means there are that many possible arrangements that are expressible within these numbers. However, there's only one range of ratios that is ideal for the healthiest physical body function. That range is expressed by the equation of the beginning of the chapter. This equation represents what is called the line of least resistance. The line of least resistance is a term that describes the frequency pattern. As the equation changes away from the ideal, the more this best line of least resistance changes to another line of least resistance, which is worse. In other words, the body operating within the ideal range of resistance has the best electrical and magnetic configuration. 
remembering back to the discussion of the patterns of energy shown on the periodic table of the elements and the chart called vibrational structure, it should begin to become evident that the human form can be expressed in mathematical terms. It's an electromagnetic structure. That's you and me. Our bodies are electromagnetic. This will be understood better as the discussion focuses on more detail of the various parts of the equation. To emphasize the fact that math can express form and structure, a structure can be reduced to mathematical relations. The following is noted from an article titled Escape into Chaos in Science News, Volume 125, page 328. Author Ivers Peterson discusses current use of computers to analyze complex mathematical formulas. When complex numbers were invented centuries ago, no one could think of any practical uses for them. Now they regularly show up in methods for solving differential equations and in other applications of calculus. They also play an important role in describing physical phenomena like electromagnetism and the properties of electrical circuits. As a result, it becomes important to know how the exponential sine and cosine functions behave for complex numbers. This is what is being done in the biologic ionization equation. The numbers have been established for the representation of very complex differential equations. Instead of having to work the details of these differential equations, the logarithmic ratios within these numbers are considered. When small changes take place in the equation, the graphic picture of what the test shows will show much larger changes than one might think. By the way, in the future, three-dimensional computer graphics are going to allow a more widespread use of the biologic ionization principles. Peterson expresses this concept later in this article. Small changes in a function can radically change the forms of the graph. If the exponential function is multiplied by a constant factor, 1 slash e, and then iterated, the resulting picture shows a small sedate fountain within a large black basin, Make the constant slightly larger and the picture changes dramatically. The first picture on the left shows the iterated function sine z um, and then left paren c minus 1 right paren. The middle and far right picture shows the patterns changing as c grows from 1 plus 0.05i to 1 plus 0.8i. Wow, it did change a lot. It looks like snowflakes in the right picture. And on the left it looks like two balloons, one stacked on top of the other. <laughs> Well, I'm sure I can't describe it very well. Um, to help picture what Peterson was referring to, note the changes in the graphs and imagine that these illustrations represent molecular structure in biological life, such as a human body. In other words, molecular structure within organs and tissues would begin to change form as well as function as supplies of mineral energy are not structured into the proper frequency for the current molecular shapes. Peterson also states, they're discovering so many new and interesting phenomena. These discoveries may eventually lead to entirely different as yet unknown applications from those originally envisioned. It definitely appears that the biologic ionization principles fill this application and did so before it was predicted. Hmm. To emphasize the subtle complexity of the biologic ionization equation, let's refer back to the chart titled Vibrational Structures in Chapter 2. In part A, there's an electromagnetic wave pattern for a particular substance. This wave pattern happens to be an expression of the line of least resistance for this substance. As you move down through the various substages, 
Within the basic wave, there appear all the vibrational patterns within vibrational patterns until the simplest part of the overall wave pattern stands out. This is level E, called the hyperfine or nuclear spin structure. It's at this smallest level that the individual elements of this substance are being differentiated. Now imagine this chart as representing some healthy tissue within the human body. This electronic wave pattern would then be an expression of the line of least resistance of the healthy tissue. It also would express all the ranges of micronages or shapes of the substructures within the whole substance. The ratios of calcium as well as that as all the minerals are expressed in this wave pattern. Because of changes in the liver caused by a lack of calcium, oxygen, and water, it's not supplying all the properly constructed mineral amino acids and nucleotides to maintain the configuration of the healthy tissue. Gradually and subtly, the lack of calcium alters the hyperfine level. Then, like night following day, there is a reflex adjustment up through the upper levels, and the outcome is a change, though ever so gradual, in micronage, which is shape and color of the tissue, of your body tissue. So the electromagnetic structure is no longer being maintained. Worn-out molecular structure is no longer able to be replaced. So what is developing is an organ whose structure is changing away from its proper cooperative electromagnetic micronage to one that is beginning to act like a rebellious and sometimes foreign organization. This is the process of degeneration and it is expressed in all the known named diseases today. As the changes spoken of take place, there is an effect that is registered in the urine and saliva. These changes show up as greater and greater differentials from the ideal ranges. Not only was the line of resistance altered at the hyperfine nuclear spin structure level in the beginning, but the end result is the alteration at the electromagnetic aura of the whole body. At this level, it's possible to graph the, text, the test results and construct a three-dimensional picture of where the energy loss is showing up showing to be a problem. In other words, the graphic representation will show the area in the body where short circuits would be taking place, thus possibly demonstrating and aggravating unpleasant symptoms of degeneration. As a last aspect in this section, let's go back and consider the relation of the effects the equation is showing and what this may mean in the light of DNA structures. The importance of learning to perceive and grasp a picture of the whole body developed from an understanding of the interworking of the various parts of the equation cannot possibly be overemphasized. The numbers draw pictures of what is going on biochemically throughout the body. This is exactly the way modern computers draw pictures. They work strictly with numbers which are turned into electrical impulses. The electrical impulses cause a pattern to be developed on the screen. Your mind should begin to work like a computer as you work with the numbers. Let's look again at the number part of the equation from figure 5.1. The first number to look at is 1.5. And if you've started writing that down before, I'll go over that again. 1.5, this is the carbohydrate or sugar number, formerly called a sugar number. The carbohydrate number re represents the level of totally dissolved solids in the urine. This number can also indicate some salts, but the level of salts is dependent on how high the salt number is for that particular test. And we'll get to that. The units are in degrees, bricks, degrees and bricks, which is a refractance scale of the refractometer. It's equal to percent or compounds per hundred pounds of whatever solution is being tested, in this case, urine. The carbohydrate number tells the amount of potential energy in the beginning. The start of energy loss is related to this number. 
when blood carbohydrate levels change, the oxygen balance in the blood changes. And as the blood oxygen changes, the carbon in the liver is altered so that the water being picked up by the system is affected. As the water is affected, the calcium is then not picked up. This affects the nitrogen in the core of the amino acid and, and in the nucleotides so that, so that it then changes its electromagnetic ratio of mineral energy moving into and out of the substructure in the DNA. Remember that the electromagnetic, excuse me, remember that the electromagnetic ratio is the frequency. The end result is that the DNA will not end up formed on the frequency that will allow it to function correctly in the building and repair of cells in the body. One does not have to go far with this reasoning to realize how this relates to the overabundance of disease seen today. The second number to the right in the equation is the pH number. This number 6.4 over 6.4 represents the pH of the urine on the top and the pH of the saliva on the bottom. pH is a measure of resistance or potential of hydrogen. It could be said that pH is to body chemistry what a speedometer is to a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? The more acid you are, the faster the ions are traveling through your body. And the lower, the slower, um, excuse me, I think I have it backwards. The more acid you are, the faster it's traveling. The more alkaline you are, the slower it's traveling. That's correct. It tells how fast the energy is moving in the body. Above 6.4 means the resistance is too high, thus the energy is moving too slow. Below 6.4 means the resistance is too low, thus the energy is moving too fast. So what brings resistance is alkalinity and brings resistance. So if it's too acid, there's no alkalinity um, resisting, and so it moves really fast. The pH lets you know if the individual is too low, thus the energy is moving too fast. The pH lets you know if the individual is getting the correct amount of minerals because it tells if the speed of the reactions occurring in the body chemistry is allowing the minerals to hook up and adjust to the right frequency. The pH also points out the ratio and content of the type of calcium present, which then affects the ratio of other minerals present in the cells. So there we go. We, we got the uh, carbohydrate number. We got the pHs. Urine pH over saliva pH. Next, the third number in the equation is the salts number. This number 6 to 7, C, is a figure that is derived from the conductivity of the urine. And salt is very conductive, isn't it? That's why it's in batteries. Conductivity of the urine. It gives information regarding electrical conductance of the body fluids and whether the body is balanced in its electrolytes. Too much electrolyte means too much current or amps are flowing. Just think how your nerves would be in that case. These then tie in with the levels of resistance and so on. The letter C between the, behind the 7 is a Roman numeral which represents the number 100. It's just used as a shortcut in recording what would otherwise be a much larger number to write. The first three numbers tell how perfect the digestion is. The first three numbers, that would be the, uh, the carbs, the pHs, and the salt. And if the molecular structure is being built as fast as possible and on the right frequency, the beginning of longevity or disease is shown in these numbers. 
The next number to the right of the salts is the cell debris number, formerly called the albumin number. This number gives information as to the amount of dead cellular debris being thrown out through the urine. By this, one is able to get information as to how well the body is cooperating with the efforts to improve its function. In the number 0.04M, the M is also a Roman numeral, which stands for the number of 1 million. So 0.04M means 40,000 particles per liter of urine. By the way, if the body is operating correctly, the kidneys will throw out more solid waste in liquid form than the bowels. <gasps> wow. Read that again. If the body is operating correctly, the kidneys throw out more solid waste in liquid form than the bowels. So if you were thinking about ever being a person who drank their urine, don't do it. That's what I would say. Now the last number in the equation is called the urea number. This number is made up of two parts. The upper number is a factor that represents the nitrate nitrogen or nitrogen oxide content of the urine. And the lower factor represents the, okay, there we go, ammonia nitrogen. So they're both nitrogens. One is nitrate and one's ammonia. So the top is nitrate nitrogen. The bottom number, ammonia nitrogen, nitrogen sulfate content of the urine. Added together, the number is called the urea number. The nitrate nitrogen and ammonia nitrogen represent the amount of unutilized protein that is being broken down by the liver into urea to be removed from the body through the kidneys. So that means undigested, not utilized. The cell debris number and the urea number both tell how fast the cells should be exchanged. If cell exchange takes too long, the person will age more rapidly than he should. If the numbers are too high, the cells are breaking down too fast. If the numbers are too low, the cells are remaining too long. A person who has the ideal chemistry would drink the right amount of water, eat a good variety and quality of food, have regularity and quality in eating, sleeping, physical exercise, spiritual exercise, rest, and display a good attitude. This person would be living in the best line of least resistance. This is living in line with the laws of life and health. Now, having introduced you to what the numbers individually stand for, keep in mind that a change in one number is a change in all the numbers. It's equally important to remember that the equation must also be worked in conjunction with the person's gender, age, height, weight, race, occupation, and personal religious beliefs for the numbers to become completely meaningful. So about deoxyribonucleic acid or DNA, about DNA. At this point, let us consider some current information about a substance called DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid, which is vital to the maintenance and replication of the cell and its parts. From the Science News, Volume 125, page 362, there's an article, Dissecting the Dance, which cites current findings about DNA structure and how it can be affected. The molecular sculpture is unmistakable that slow sweep of the phosphate and sugar backbone from which interlocking pairs of bases are strung like a grand spiral staircase. He's describing the DNA uh, right now, a little grand spiral staircase. Real DNA is rich in movement. It bends and breathes. It vibrates and shimmers. It's a living mobile, mobile that passes on the message of inheritance, predicting the function of DNA from its static structure Comments one researcher is like trying to determine what human beings can do by photographing the shape of their arms and legs and fingers without saying anything 
without saying how these appendages bend and move. It is the movement and vibration of DNA that a community of biophysicists has come to think is central to the macromolecules' interactions with the enzymes that unzip the helix and read the genetic code within. They have had remarkable success at predicting on the last page at predicting DNA's vibrational modes at frequencies spanning the electromagnetic spectrum. They have been able to adopt mathematical methods long employed in solid-state physics to radically simplify the problem of DNA vibrations. Probably the most exciting twist in the overall DNA saga has been the discovery that the macromolecular excuse me, the macromolecule comes in a variety of forms. Scientists have noticed that changes in the environment of DNA, such as temperature, acidity, salt level, and water content, can drive transformation between these DNA structures. Notice the last sentence in the light of what was stated about the meaning of different parts of the equation. Could this research be starting to tell us what the biological biologic ionization concepts have been working with for over 50 or 60 years? I believe when the tests show deviations from the ideal equation stated above, there, there's a real impairment of an interference with development and function at the billions of points throughout the body where ionization is taking place. Our bodies, they're absolutely dependent on the proper ionization to maintain healthy function. It's a wonder the level of degeneration is not more apparent. Spiritual aware awareness delays physical destruction. Did you get that? Spiritual awareness will delay physical destruction. To help understand a little more about the structure of DNA, take a look at figure 5-4, labeled DNA structure diagram. It's just a diagram of, of a DNA strand. Also review the illustration in chapter 2 titled Octaves of Integrating Light and see the relationship to the DNA helix. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they do look the same. Very similar. DNA stands for the term deoxyribonucleic acid. It's pronounced deoxyribonucleic. The chart shows the side view section. The two chains made of phosphoric acid and deoxyribose sugar are intertwined with each other. These chains have the phosphoric acid spaced by the deoxyribose sugar. The chains, like the sides of a ladder, are held together by combinations of substances called bases, like the rungs of a ladder. The bases are labeled as purine or pyrimidines based on their structures. The bases are the part of the DNA that contain the nitrogen. The combination of the sugar plus the acid plus the base make what is called the nucleotide. So in reality, the DNA molecule is a double strand of nucleotides joined by their bases. The end of view of the DNA molecule can help give a visual understanding of how the two strands of nucleotides can shape themselves as they form a helix. Now let's consider again what was quoted in the previous chapter from Science News, Volume 125, page 362. Changes in the environment of DNA such as temperature, acidity, salt level, and water content can drive transformations between these DNA structures. When the mode softens, the amplitude of the vibrations of the DNA grows so large that the original structure is destabilized and the molecule is driven into a new geometry. It appears that the spiral formations of the DNA 
have a direct relation to the electromagnetic frequency caused by the molecular combination of the nucleotides plus the environment that the DNA is in will reprogram the formation or the micronage of the nucleotide combinations because of the change in resistance or pH. Salt, conductivity or amps, oxygen and calcium. You will note a diagrammatic representation of altered geometric, geometric forms to the left of the main drawing. Since DNA formation is critical to the genetic communication as well as continued replication of building up and maintenance of the smallest to the largest part of the human system, mineral energy going into the liver must be in the proper amount and ratios. And that is the end of chapter 5. Now, once we've gotten through these principles, uh, next week will be carbohydrate principles. We'll begin to read. Um, let's see what's after that. We'll talk about the principles of each one of the parts of the equation. And the carbohydrate principles, remember, was the first number in the equation. And one number at a time in the equation, we're going to talk about the principles going through the equation one section at a time. And hopefully we'll begin to put together some pictures. We're just doing some foundations now about some very complex things that if you understood them, uh, the rest would really be able to create a picture for you. But if you don't understand the things we've covered, then as we go over the equation week at a time, you'll be able to pick up a lot of things that will be useful to you in any way, in any case. All right. All right. Thank you for joining me today. God bless you as we all go forward striving to be our very best.